This episode of Goosebumps Crew is sponsored by Stevie Wicks Candle Company, specializing in quality-made scented candles. Link in the description, but more on that later. everybody, welcome back to the Goosebumps Crew Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Vargas, also known as the Goosebumps Channel on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, I'm joined by my Goosebumps cohorts, Nick Shaw, Shawan, Goosebumps Aussie fan, Bjorn Panwick, and Micah, the ultimate Goosebumps man. And uh, we're very excited to be here tonight because we have a special episode in store for you. We are talking with two folks who are involved with something that we've talked about many times on the podcast, Trick or Treat Studios has been the people that have been making such incredible, not just Goosebumps products, but horror movie masks, props, costumes, you name it. They are the premier horror prop makers. In my humble opinion, they are the best out there. And uh, we got two folks from Trick or Treat Studios here tonight. We have uh, Chris and Sam here tonight to talk with us a little bit about them. Uh, Chris, Sam, welcome to the Goosebumps crew. And thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, pleasure being here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, so usually we do uh, the Goosebumps World segment, news from the Goosebumps World. But since there is no Goosebumps news uh, this week, we're just going to jump right into discussion. And I think the best place uh, to start out is uh, kind of give uh, get a little background from you guys on how you guys gotten uh, involved with Trick or Treat Studios and how you guys uh, managed to get make so many wonderful products. So if you guys can give us a little background. Well, I got involved with it because I created it. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, with, with help of my friend uh, uh, Justin Mabry, who's our co-founder and VP of Art Direction. And uh, it kind of started, I was burnt out on my corporate America job. And um, I knew the place that I was at was about to have some layoffs. And I reported directly to CFO of this company so I called Justin and asked him if he wanted to start a mass company kind of in the vein of Dom Post Studios, Distortions Unlimited. And Justin said, well, I have a mass company, which he did called Night Owl, but I mean, he was doing all the work. And so I was like, no, 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 I'm talking about getting your art out to the masses. And then we would launch into other segments like costumes, collectibles, action figures, tabletop games. We kind of had it all mapped out. And he said yes, so I went home and, and told my wife that I was quitting and taking our severance money from the company I was at and house money to start Trick or Treat. Um, and then we had our first trade show and I believe we had something like 12 masks in Chicago. It actually was a horrible show and but someone talked me into going to trans world. And um, the first day people came by, but they thought the masks were like hundreds of dollars. So I went and to those and I printed up these prices and stuck them under the mask, big signs. And um, there were lines to get into the booth after that. And that kind of fired off on everything and then we started to get into licensing but even our first catalog had eric pigger's toxic tune so we always had licensing as part of it as far as sam is concerned he was really good friends with 
Justin and I knew Sam briefly from like hellos at Monster Palooza and I like loved his company that he had Monsters Are Good and he was actually working for one of our competitors and Justin and I lured him over because I mean he does the best package design and marketing in this industry and you know so all the boxes that you see things in the tags those are all Sam and uh, thankfully he's joined how many years ago now six Jesus <laughs> yeah and we've been going since what oh nine is that right uh end of oh nine beginning of oh ten uh, of 2010 my god i think i had hair then <laughs> um, and i was and i was six foot two um and i'm five five now so but yeah and then sam if you kind of want to talk about your how i don't know if i accurately kind of said the progression of of you joining us also sam's a huge goosebumps fan too so yeah i mean so yeah chris is right i was working for another company um uh a competitor and i was just a trigger treat studios fan at that point and i was so excited to talk to them about all the cool stuff that they were getting to do that the company i was working for would never touch and uh I ran up to them at a trade show and just started talking to them and and here we are now. So that's that's kind of the progression of that, but you know, my progression at the the company has been a pretty awesome one too where I got brought in for a position that was literally only about 20 week, hours a week. Um and then it's progressed far enough where now I head up uh product development with Justin, the other owner of the company. So me and him sit down, we make all the line plans for like what products we're going to do this year and who's going to make them and where we're going to put them. And that's been kind of... And you have a team. Yeah. So I'm our our office in Massachusetts. Yeah. So this is, we're the East Coast team. We're Trigger Treat Studios East. Um, It's uh, all the marketing, any, any physical, like any public facing media comes out of us. So like any of the video ads, any of the, the print ads, any of that stuff, it's all the photography is all done here. That's okay. awesome. See, that's cool because I actually didn't know that. I mean, I knew Trick or Treat Studios is primarily, you know, based in California, and I kind of thought all of it was over there. So it's really neat to hear that there's actually an East Coast. Yeah, we actually yeah. have a couple offices, honestly. We've got um... – We've got Santa Cruz as the corporate office, and we have a 40,000-square-foot warehouse here, and most of the sales team is here. Design is in Los Angeles, where Justin has an office, and in Dallas, where Alex is. And then there's there's Massachusetts, Sam, for marketing and package design. Then there's uh, Maryland for um, our finance accounting department. And then we've got another sales kind of segment in New York and in um, Mexico. Wow. Oh, nice. You just have to open up one in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love Australia, although my favorite place on the planet is your neighbor, New Zealand. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's actually where I'm from originally. That's where uh, I discovered Goosebumps. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, what a what a fantastic country. I adore it there. Oh, it's absolutely I beautiful. I would love to take my last breath there. That's yeah, a it's good a place. beautiful place um, definitely to grow up. I mean, I grew up there through all my young years. And um, anytime I go back to visit family, like it's home for me. 
you know, like I live in Australia, but New Zealand is definitely still home for me. Definitely. It's an easy flight for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's only about three-ish hours, you know, depending. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, she must be on the other side of Australia. Yeah. What part of Australia? Uh, a... Christchurch side or the uh, Southern Island? Uh, Christchurch. Well, from Auckland. So I okay. grew up in a town called Howick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's just such a beautiful place. Like, yeah, it's you know, amazing. every time I go back, I, I never want to leave when I go no, back. No, me neither. Yeah. And I yeah. love Queenstown. And there's a huge haunted house and horror shop there that carries our stuff in oh, Queenstown. Is it called Spookers? Yeah, yeah, it's like a haunted walkthrough attraction. Yeah, Spookers. Yeah, I've been yeah. there a couple of times. So they stock yeah. a lot of your merch there. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow, yeah. That's... Tons of it, yeah. I actually and didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. That is so great. But yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of places that now carry Trick or Treat Studios masks. And I mean, from what started as an independent company has grown to be this mass producer of Halloween masks that you find everywhere now. And you guys have gotten to partner with so many companies and uh, getting the light. Once you guys got into licensing, you guys were able to make so many masks for so many movies tv shows uh even outside of that like all sorts of stuff and it's absolutely incredible um it's yeah, actually funny contacts believe it or not because i my background my family was all in the motion picture business so i had a lot of those contacts yeah, and uh, earlier you were mentioning uh, Don Post Studios, and if oh, yeah. I'm not mistaken, you actually got to work in conjunction with them uh, within the last well, few years. Well, we own them. We own it. So um, I did, so for, you know, Don Post, which, I mean, literally was um, what Justin and I kind of modeled the company around you know, was bought by Paper Magic and then that division was purchased by Jemmy and I think Jemmy want, went in a different direction. They were more into the inflatables and they essentially closed the doors of Tom Poe Studios. So I had initially came to them to try and purchase the company, but um, the price didn't kind of fit given how what they had in, in terms of the physical assets. But then I went back to it a couple years later and um, Don Post is kind of on our advisory board. So, you know, I still want it. We still wanted to get it. So we were able to finally work out a deal and we got a number of the paper magic assets. So in addition to Don Post, uh, Elusive Concepts, Bayshore, Topstone, and um, the great cover-up came as well. So. And we're bringing back a lot of that stuff now. This catalog was really the first one where we had like a, you know, a, a, the introduction of bringing back some of those amazing sculpts. And we were able to find a lot of the original molds and toolings throughout the United, well, throughout the country, uh, <laughs> throughout <laughs> China, Mexico, and Kentucky. So those are three countries there being sarcastic but um but yeah so and we were so we recovered a a, a large part of those assets so the new products are a lot of them are derived from those original molds 
Absolutely. Yeah, I remember um, when I went to Mask Fest back in Indianapolis uh, and I was talking to you there. Yeah, I recognize like, you from yeah, there. Yeah, and you were telling me, it was like, yeah, come on to the, the panel. You know, oh, yeah. Out. And then yeah, when did you, you go? Like, oh, yeah, I was sitting there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was my mind was blown when uh, it was announced that you guys had not only bought Don Post, but then you showed pictures of how some of these molds looked and the rat pee. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> going through to get yeah. those. I was like, oh my we God. have to go. We still have to dig through those because they're we're bringing them all, bringing them to California now down to Los Angeles. But yeah, yeah no, it was fun. It was really fun. nice to have Don there, and and I thought he it was it was very interesting just for me to just listen to him. Yeah, he's a great storyteller, and to to learn all that because there was a lot I didn't know what he was talking about. Like, yeah, uh, it just it it was amazing. He he's a great storyteller. Yeah, they did a, a photo history book of Don Post Studios. I mean, the thing's that thick. So wow. there's you know many many cool. many many years of of history there absolutely so it's, it's nice to be able to bring it back and and both sam justin and i we have so much love and affection for those that will will do them justice for sure absolutely yeah, it definitely shows and it definitely showed on don's face too that he definitely felt like that was in great hands with you guys going forward i mean you could just see it on his face. he actually got emotional on stage a few times yeah he did yeah so, uh it was a very very good panel uh Cool, I'm glad to go. Yeah, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I personally good. remember the first time uh, I discovered you guys was back in 2016. And that was around the time that I started getting into the horror genre. I started watching horror movies. And the first horror movies I watched were of the Halloween series. So when I found... Boy. Because for over the years, before you guys came out of the scene, over the years, it was notorious that Michael Myers masks in stores looked nothing <laughs> like they did in the movies they were there i mean you could just look at michael myers halloween mask and you'll find a plethora of low quality horrible masks they one are, of my favorites is there's a lot a, of them are horrifying they are pretty scary but probably not yeah. for the right reasons <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah, i mean well that's how i i met justin i he his company i mean he was in and is um, obviously, I mean, when they did the remake in 2018, he sculpted the mask. So, um, he, he is, in my opinion, the best, you know, Myers sculptor in the world. And so I collected so much of his stuff. So that's kind of how we met. And then he's a night owl, which was the name of his company. And I am a total night owl, so it was a perfect match because, you know, I could call him at three in the morning and pick up. So, <laughs> absolutely. And he'd be wide awake, just like me. So, well, and initially you had the, you obviously, you had the original one, and I remember Halloween 2. Was Halloween 2, that was the first one, and I, I remember that was the first one I got. Uh, and then slowly but surely, you started to make one for every film. So, you had the original. Uh, eventually, you had the the Don Post like sculpt, I believe, uh, but then you had like Halloween four and five and six, like for every movie, and it was just insane. But they looked so incredibly accurate, and it's just it was incredible. And even like other like uh, 
uh, the Leatherface masks, like for all the Texas Chainsaw movies, or the Chucky dolls and the Chucky mask. Like, mm. it was just, it, it was insane seeing these things year after year with every new catalog. Um, yeah. But it's just incredible. And it's just a testament to how hard you guys work uh, to make these things, like, seriously well detailed and well done. And that's always I mean, been something tried, that I admire. tried to do, you know, the most screen accurate and in a lot of occasions actually use screen use material at a you know finished at an affordable price like the last three yeah. halloween movies all of those um toolings were derived from the screen use molds mm-hmm. so you really are getting a finished casting for you know 60 70 bucks i would have done anything for that when i was collecting myers mass back in the 70s yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Goosebumps collection you guys have. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, you guys first released your Goosebumps line of masks in 2017, I believe. Um, that was the collection of TV show replica masks. Uh, and then soon after would follow would be the Slappy Prop. Um, now, how did you guys get... Uh, in conjunction with Scholastic to make uh, officially licensed Goosebumps products? Literally approach them. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of license expos throughout the world, and um, we literally, you know, walked up and introduced ourselves to the Scholastic people and then met with them, the, and then met with them a few months after and brokered um, those deals. That then switched over to Sony when um, the movie came out, the Jack Black movie. So Sony is really the main keeper of Goosebumps. And fortunately, we have a really good relationship with the head of licensing there. She's just a gem and has been really supportive. Absolutely. Because I know you guys lost the license for a while and you know, well, I don't um, know if I would necessarily say we lost the license. What happened was there there was a switch when they did the switch of ownership of mm-hmm. the light of who was gonna. I there was a couple years there where they had to figure out who was gonna do the licensing for it, and everybody was put on hold. And then um, Sony ultimately had it, and then you know I had to go through that that. Um, channel it which is a little thicker layer right scholastic you know there were like four or five people in the licensing department at sony there's like four or five hundred mm-hmm. you know so you gotta find the right but but scholastic is still involved um it's a lot all, they still do all of the approvals with with sony yeah. yeah um and it makes sense i mean around the time that the first line of mass were coming out uh, the first movie was already out, and the second one was on the way. Um, so there was a lot of mismatching yeah, and, around. And there was a little time period there where they didn't want any product for the old stuff because of the pushing of the new new stuff, which is, and I understand it, you know, we, we get it. Uh, but, you know, I think Sam and I would agree. I mean, I, my, my love for the property goes all the way back to the book covers. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and they're the most iconic so interpretations. 
when 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 the license when you guys uh, couldn't do it because of the Sony film, uh, everyone I spoke to in the community at the time was shattered, like absolutely shattered. And all Spirit Halloween brought out was like a singular slappy costume, and it was like, come on, man! Like you're going to take the licensing, do a bit more, like do a werewolf costume, do a pumpkin head costume, you know, do something more. All they brought out was a singular slappy costume, adult yep. size and kids stuff. And it was just I so hard. remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, those masks the spirits credit, you know, they they didn't continue with the license, but they have been very supportive of hearing our stuff mm -hmm. yes. and supporting the license. And Ooh. that's been great. In fact I think that I remember there was like a year and a half period where that um that haunted mask, that thing was going for like three to five hundred bucks on eBay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's well, the the slappy really prop. Cool. I mean, uh, yeah, you'd be hard pressed five. to find one of those yeah, now. Upwards of five, yeah. Yep, yeah. I was it's lucky to get mine. It's still rare. I, I, um, hopefully we'll get this new one out soon. But Sam can tell you about a bunch of the new ones that we debuted at at uh, Halloween and Party Expo because they were they're pretty sweet too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, those masks, like, oh, dude, seriously blew me away how amazing they looked. I remember um, when, uh, I, I don't know which of us was the first one to find out about those, but I know Nick was keeping track of when the catalog was dropping, but when the whole Goosebumps community, when that tease of those new five masks was dropped on Twitter and Instagram, the whole Goosebumps community just exploded. Like, it was everywhere for the next few days everyone was like oh my god for those blasts <laughs> yeah it was like but they're but the thing is they look incredible they look exactly okay. like the book covers and that is again that's the attention to detail that makes trick-or-treat studios so incredible to us and especially us as goosebumps fans because this is the kind of stuff that we've wanted for years and uh no it, it's it's utterly incredible and we're we're super excited for them yeah, cool. yeah. yeah i can't wait to get them out but I mean, um what you're thinking this stuff the new goosebumps stuff it's scheduled for um halloween this year correct yep Ooh, perfect timing <laughs> so is that and will they be they'll be fine will they be vinyl or are we doing um injection on those uh those are all vinyl yeah, so vinyl is a cool material because um, vinyl will never rot. Yep. Yeah, vinyl is yeah. hard to tear and it never rots. It's yep. A, the thing with latex is that it will succumb to age <laughs> and wear and tear. And we we made these inserts that go into the mat the vinyl mass so they retain their shape. Which was oh, nice. important to us. Absolutely. Yeah. My uh, my mask up there has a uh, has an insert I had to buy, but uh, it helps keep its shape. Um, sure. But uh, it is really important. But uh, another thing we really liked, and I think Nick, you are the one that pointed this out, is that the masks have. And this was something that was done back in the '90s when they were making like those masks, like way back when. Is they have the goosebumps like splat on the back, and that's like. That's awesome. Like that makes it look like a genuine '90s Goosebumps product. And yeah, uh, genuine article. <laughs> when, we were, when we were going into developing those, um, because we wanted to expand and refresh the Goosebumps line, uh, 
we definitely, I mean, we were looking at those 90s vinyl masks that had come out previously. But I think the only two that could come out were Slappy, or I'm sorry, uh, The Haunted Mask and Curly. Mm -hmm. and, so there was uh, one of the horror as well that came yep. out in the 90s. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, yeah the horror and the haunted mask. It's actually a much rarer. It's one. actually weird because the original haunted mask from that '90s line uh, was unlike Curly and the horror. It was actually based off the TV episode and not the book version, um, mm -hmm. which makes Ooh. sense because I mean the the TV show was out at the time, so they were probably trying to tie in with that. But it's it's kind of weird when you have two book ones and then one TV show one because they kind of they're differently designed designed by different people, um, so they look a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm most I, I, I'm most excited about the ones we showed at Toy Fair, the action the figures. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the yeah, action figures too. Awesome. Those, wow, like holy moly! We've <laughs> been clamoring for those for thirty years. Yeah, we, we did something <laughs> yeah. similar to what we did with the House of the Thousand Corpses line to in order to get a collect them all element. Each one comes with a piece of curly, and then you can assemble him. And uh, A plus to you guys for bringing back Curly into the into the public yeah. conscious. Yeah, that I guy. Take, I can't take credit for that. That's Sam and Justin. I mean, yeah, he was all up. over the place in the '90s, and then he just disappeared. And they did yeah. not look back. And now he's coming back, and it's like, praise it's the Lord. It's weird because he's yeah. actually very prominent in their in like Sony's assets for for Goosebumps, but I just don't think anybody really thought to make any products with them and it's like i for me i remember all the goosebumps products that had curly and like you know they were he's got great color it's a great design and it's just kind of fun and really like i mean that's that's really what we're looking for with all of this stuff so our five inch action figure collection those when we were started developing that line it's always been we want it so you can collect them all we want them to be affordable we want them to be fun we want them to feel uh, genuine when it comes to, like, the nostalgia factor. Like, we don't want to be trying to do something and kind of missing the point. We want these to be something that will fit in with your vintage um, collectibles, for sure. Absolutely. And awesome. and they That's really exciting. do look like they could belong with the old Goosebumps products. I mean, they they just look like that stuff that you would find in the store in the 90s. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we've wanted for years. I mean, the movie stuff, it's cool, but it doesn't, it doesn't have the pizzazz, I guess I would say, yeah. of, uh, what 90s Goosebumps had. But, um, yeah. but no, I mean, those products are just, the, the action figures and the masks, like, when we first saw them, we as a collective were just like, thank you guys. Thank you oh. for keeping yeah. that alive. Like, seriously. So when, so when I was at Days of the Dead, Chris showed me on his phone he was like you know have you seen the figures we're doing i'm like uh no i was like i've not even heard of that <laughs> so like i'm pretty sure my daughter who was with me got really annoyed on the car ride home because i was so excited i was talking about it the whole time but she'll get over it uh so, but it was really like so cool to see I was, and i think those were just painted prototypes at the time they were um, but the ones at toy fair were those production ones or were those still prototypes those are still prototypes, but okay. I, I do just want to take a second to, because like I'd be remiss to to not bring up, you know, the brilliance of of Alex Ray, so yeah, who sculpted them. So Alex got actually, so Alex's first 
project with Trick or Treat Studios was the Haunted Mask uh, from the original line. The latex. The latex version. So yep. he, so what happened was Trick or Treat Studios got the license. Justin saw that this guy was, was making Haunted Masks and it was, they looked great. And he was, you know, so he was like, well, and this is one of those things that Chris and Justin have always been really awesome about is that if they see somebody who's doing a really good job out there, they'll give them the opportunity to work with us um, and put it out officially. So Justin reached out to Alex and then that was the first one of his that got into the line and eventually Alex is was our first uh, full-time on-staff uh, sculptor uh, but he is like such a big Goosebumps fan and so he's been like this has been like you know a dream for him to get to work on but he's he's so much of uh, the creative behind those particular products uh, he sculpted all of them so he did all the figures and he did those masks as well and even the new ones right yep yeah it would so, make sense for yeah, a Goosebumps I, fan to make Goosebumps products because you can't get yeah. any more accurate than that. Yeah. And I remember those masks. And actually, Bjorn has the mask from him that he did before joining you guys. Um, and I've actually been talking to him lately. I'm like, hey, I was like, you want to come on the podcast at some point? Uh, just because I know from posts he shares and his prior works, yeah, he's a huge Goosebumps fan. And I was more than excited when I saw his sculpt with you guys. I was like, you know, I, I'm sure he was blown away at the time too to, to be recognized like that from a company like you guys. And ever since then, he's yeah. just knocked it out of the park with everything he's done. He he's um, truly incredible, and he he never ceases to amaze me with the the stuff that he pulls out. Um, he, but we've already sat down, and he has full lists of the second, third, and fourth, and fifth hypothetical waves of figures that he wants to do. <laughs> so, you know, we're hoping that we'll be able to do some a lot more Goosebump stuff uh, coming up. Sam, so. when do you think those are going to stream? So we're still, so, you know, all the factories are closed right now. Um, we are... China New Year, that's why. Yeah, Chinese New Year. And uh, so my goal for them is probably end of summer. Great. Yeah. So awesome. That's for the figures, right? Yep. Or is that for figures and masks? Yep. Uh, that's yep. for the. Uh, well, figures. I mean, kind of both because they'll both hit around then. Yeah, because masks, um, all the Halloween stuff, anything that's kind of a seasonal item, we we aim to get in by the end of summer, beginning of fall, because that's when we have to ship them to all the stores and and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, hopefully like late summer. Okay, cool. So when can we possibly expect pre-orders to go up? Um, once I get completed samples, that's when we start talking that. Stuff. Yeah, that's something that's important because we want to make sure people see what they actually look like. Although, um, you know, knowing what the prototypes look like of a lot of our other action figures and then seeing the actual production, I mean, they're either spot on or the production actually looks even better. <laughs> like, well, we're, getting, oh, we're, we're, we're getting ready here. We're going to do the pre-orders for this guy pretty soon, but here's the... That's Dr. Killamoff, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty neat. That's yeah, awesome. Like, like, oh, I, keep, wow. I look at this one all the time. I mean, the detail on this thing is just great. Oh, my goodness. So that's the yeah. scale that they'll be at. And you can see, too, there's uh, 
the arm for Tiny's there because he has a build a figure element too. Yeah. Wow. I love that element to those. I love like when action uh, figures have that element where you can buy them all and then there's an extra piece for an, another figure, so you have that yeah. reward for collecting them all. Like no, that's a great, great incentive. Yeah, for sure, and and that kind of arcs back to like me and Justin's childhood. You know, especially like in the Star Wars, you could cut out the UPCs and mail them, and you could get the Emperor, and um, and then other build them all type. But we're really inspired by like late seventies, eighties figure design. I'm not a huge fan of um, you know the the movable legs because they always look like they have diapers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem with uh, with NECA figures, at, at least certain types of NECA figures, because they do have the movable feet. But not only do they look like that, but the feet are not big enough to really like stand on their own. So if you don't have them positioned in a specific way, they're going down. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, but we were more of a fan of like, you know, the, the, the like the kind of He-Man-ish error, the, um, the Rambo figures, you know, those kind of designs. And then, and then a lot of the movie maniac stuff, we really kind of like that design. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the movement, and I like that you guys are doing those kind of looks with the eight-inch line. When I saw Pumpkinhead, uh, that oh, he's good. awesome! Looks yeah, so that good. thing is so good. Yeah, when you see it in person, it's crazy. It's it's almost translucent. Yeah, the oh, wow. yeah. it's really cool. I, I'm excited. Yeah. Really excited about that one. And a lot of them, and that one comes. I think it does. It come with the stand, doesn't it, Sam? That one does. Yeah, I think yeah. what I saw uh, the videos at least like mad about horror that's how i've like got all my feed from halloween expo with you guys that day oh, oh yeah she she's really active uh, does a lot of videoing and um also nightmare toys they do a lot of videos and yeah i was looking at christie's too uh to get all those images and stuff and we found out about the splat on the back was i think from mad about horrors when i think you took the uh, mummy mask off there sam and showed the mm. back and I had a screenshot that I was like, no way. <laughs> that is cool. cool. Well, and the best oh, part about man. these new masks and figures is that they are super accurate to the Tim Jacobus artwork, which in and of itself is super iconic. And now you get to have these figurines that look exactly like them. And that's just like, it's every Goosebumps fan's dream is to have something that looks as awesome as those. We didn't even yeah. get that back in the 90s. Yeah, so I mean, the artwork is spectacular. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, yeah. and um, well, I'd like I to see more. Twenty-five years of collecting, twenty-five years of collecting goosebumps. Like, honestly, this is the most exciting thing to come out. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are like heroes to me. You know, like, it's just <laughs> insane. You know, twenty-five years of collecting this. Probably stuff, not man. a hero to my wallet, but <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. us. But um, well, you gotta fans, spend it on. You gotta spend it on something, right? Well, I'd rather spend oh, it on exactly. goosebumps stuff. See my tabletop gaming uh, collection. <laughs> I have in one of the videos actually. I think uh, I think it was uh, Sean going through the tour. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of people too. saw that. I, I should have worn my hat, man. I I was looking extraordinarily bald in that that video but yeah no i i think the tabletop gaming collection 
is probably I'm looking at it right now. I, I I've inventoried it. I think we're two thousand one hundred and forty. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, but you know that's a very interesting industry. I mean, a, a lot of like the designer, really good tabletop games. You know, they're only printing usually like three thousand to five thousand the first run, and if it doesn't do well, it might never see another day. So that's kind of why you know. And I collect the designers. Goosebumps is definitely something that I might explore in the tabletop gaming space. Which would be yeah. awesome, because actually there's been a, a couple of games in the past couple of years. Actually, one just released at the end of last year. Right up uh, there. That was called Goosebumps the Game, but there's not been a tabletop, true, like, true tabletop game. It was more like a uh, like a kid's adventure board game kind of a game. Yeah, yeah like Roland, yeah. Roland Move. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. You know, I would do, I would, you know, get one of our are really top designers on it and and do something that's really story driven yeah that'd be awesome i mean we like we said that the the kind of goosebumps board games we've got have kind of been the same over the years just like a roll and move where where you kind of slap an ip on an existing mechanic exactly and there's they're they're okay but you know it doesn't really distinguish itself from really any other kids board game so like something yeah, i mean that's been, that was one of the goals in the game in the tabletop game division we have original designs but we also wanted to do licensed games that people would actually like mm-hmm. like yeah. very recently you guys yeah. did uh the texas chainsaw uh you have the texas chainsaw board game that uh, one, my favorite is the halloween game that that emerson matsuchi did because i really think it invokes the tension of the film because it's a hidden movement game one player's Myers and they know where you are and they know where Myers is but the players do not unless they cross his sight line or he attacks them so it it, it keeps that tension throughout the whole game and it, it really worked I was a huge fan of Emerson Matsuchi he did a hidden movement game called Specter Ops, and I was like, "This would be a kick-ass mechanic if you turned it around and had the hidden person be Michael. This would be a, a really cool game." It's an excellent we're also concept. got a really cool game for House of a Thousand Corpses coming out. Just I know it's Ooh. not a goosebumps story, but I thought it's it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. I was when I was talking to Rob about it. I was like, we could go in one of two directions. We could do it where you're the kids trying to get out of the house and, and you know, get out. And, or you, we could be the villains, the Firefly family, trying to find the kids in the house and either kill them or take them to Dr. Satan before the cops arrive. Take a guess which one Rob won. <laughs> I was about to say latter. that second one sounds a lot more fun. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely <laughs> the latter, and it's it's cooperative, but there's also you know table arguments that happen between the the characters, so it, it fits the movie perfectly. And and Rob did the board for us, literally drew the board because he knew the layout Ooh. of that Firefly. Rob Zombie. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's incredible! Oh, wow, that is cool. That is amazing. Like no, and I would really love cool. to see in the tabletop, the tabletop 
I would love to see a Nightmare game, a Nightmare on Elm Street game, because I'm a huge Nightmare Freddy Krueger fan. Yeah, like, so would I, but unfortunately, it's not happening. Yeah, uh, I, can, I figured. Yeah, that. Friday the 13th and, and, and Nightmare on Elm Street are, are in just a, a limbo state for yeah. merchandise. Yeah, we, we were yeah, very lucky that. to get out what we got out. We only had six months to do it before the lawsuit was going to start. And then everything was frozen, but we did manage oh, wow. to to because of our acquisition of Elusive Concepts and Don Post, they had pre-approved all, uh, Jason Goes to Hell and Freddy masks. In fact, the first ever Freddy mask. So we were able, and we found those molds. So we were able to re-release those because they were pre-approved in the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How ironic that the two, probably the two most iconic and biggest horror franchises of the '80s kind of died with the 80s or at least the early 2000s if you yeah, count the remakes like, i mean right now i know like i know nightmare especially like we heard from like companies like um scream factory i've heard people have reached out about a box set for the nightmare movies and they've said like warner bros is like holding that property captive because they consider it an active franchise despite the fact that we haven't gotten a movie since 2010 yeah well a lot of it has to do with the fact that, that it's just the rights who owns what so there's a lot of bickering over who owns what and always remember that the distribution rights of the film i.e home video mm-hmm. is very different than the distribution pro- mm-hmm. than the licensing rights of of merchandise yeah right products so they're negotiated very differently and they're under different terms so it's it's uh I understand why it's, you know, yeah. bagged up. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'd love to do a Nightmare on Elm Street game, too, but I, I don't, it's not going to happen. Not, yeah. for, not for a long time, well, if ever. I hope. Hopefully. Oh, God, I mean, if it does, I'll be there. These, I mean, these lawsuits yeah. have been holding back the Freddy and Jason from really making a comeback, <laughs> and that really stinks. But we still oh, got... Yeah. We still got Michael and Chucky and Leatherface and yeah, all those guys. A, I want to see a Freddy vs. Chucky movie. I would love to That'd see Freddy cool. vs. Chucky vs. Leprechaun. I mean, Chucky and Freddy have such similar personalities. Like, they would be perfect together. Both the comedic kind of one-liner yeah. characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, like I think that could be fun. Freddy vs. Jason movie. Cool. I thought that one was cool. It kind of stinks that there haven't been any more horror crossovers. And it was Freddy vs. Jason. And I guess... I guess if you count Godzilla versus Kong, uh, I kind of don't consider that horror. But well, there's Alien versus Predator as well. Yeah, I guess he. I guess but that's yeah. right too. But um, but nothing besides Freddy versus Jason. Why no Michael Myers versus Leatherface or I don't know. The well, door is open. Together in one movie, is <laughs> a big, big, massive, like all-out brawl between all of them. <laughs> well, that would be that would be a rights nightmare right there. <laughs> if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, you can find the rejected scripts for other crossovers. Um, one being uh, Hellraiser and Halloween. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which is, it's something. Well, there was even uh, well, even the original script for Freddy vs. Jason actually ended with Freddy and Jason going to hell, and then they meet Pinhead, and he's like, gentlemen, what's the problem? Um, there was even a comic adaptation of that, and I think also Evil Dead. And then yep. there was even a Freddy vs. Leatherface comic, uh, I believe in the 90s or 2000s. 
Uh, it's all it's pretty yeah, cool. I have them. Yeah, it's yeah, Jason, I have them. Jason versus Leatherface. Yeah, they, they did Jason, Freddy, and Army of Darkness as a comic. They did Reanimator and Army of Darkness as a comic. They did Halloween as a comic. Yeah. Yeah, but not a crossover. Yeah, not a cross. Yeah, yeah, just a standalone Halloween. But it's yeah. it's cool how there can be how there's comic adaptations, but. Still no movies. The Halloween almost had a two books that were kind of like teen that were, you know, targeted towards the Goosebumps type crowd. Mm-hmm. They, they were very yeah, good. my uh, a buddy of mine. I read uh, them. They're not horrible. No, they're not. And actually, a buddy of mine, uh, his name's Sid. He runs a count, uh, channel called Doctor Wolfiel. He actually did uh, reviews on those books, and uh, they're very yeah. good videos. Um, but they but they are pretty yeah. good books, and they're pretty. Hard to come by if I am not mistaken, but um, if you can, if they're you can get a hold eBay. of them, yeah, they're on eBay. Oh, yeah, but I just remembered 200. my favorite horror franchise of all time, The Grudge. There was actually a Sadako vs. Kyoko uh, film, The oh, Reunion vs. The Grudge. Yeah, they did do that, Japanese. and I completely. <laughs> how did I not remember that one? It's like my favorite franchise. Um, is the grudge i absolutely love it. Well, other than goosebumps it's my favorite horror film franchise yeah um, hey, i have a question yeah. for you guys what mm-hmm. what was your thought on the uh new amazon series oh uh the uh the disney oh, plus the series disney yeah the disney plus sorry sorry uh we we actually did a, a review in our first episode Ooh. but a lot of us were not really keen of it well um i mean me i was a little more forgiving of it uh because it had some mm-hmm. things i liked in it but uh, I think the general consensus is it leaned a little too heavy into the teen drama. It wasn't really feeling like goosebumps, uh, except for a few references here and there and a few set pieces. Um, yeah, so forgive me, I only watched the first one. Uh, do they bring in, like, Slappy or any of the characters? Yes, they, they do bring yeah, in so... Slappy, but that's about the extent. The Haunted Mask <laughs> is nothing like the book or the initial TV show. It's yeah. actually a white mask, and it's it does stick on, but face. it like morphs your face, and it ends mm. up looking like a a golem like creature. That was probably the biggest like thing that's that it. people targeted the show for us because it's like yeah, that yeah. does not look good. But Slappy, uh, Slappy does come in. He is probably the best part of the new show, um, but they do kind of change his backstory around. He's actually. A, a, he is a dummy that is possessed, but it's possessed by the soul of a wizard. Um, and and the ninth, so the penultimate episode, he's released back into his body, and then you never see the dummy again. It's okay. just... So do they go with that same story arc of the house and the basement throughout the entire series? Yes, it is. The first eight episodes really go to the first eight episodes go on a completely different tangent. Okay. Yeah, because it's like... I'm just trying to figure out how did they bring Slappy into it. I think they... they, What they basically did is that the ghost kid, the the ghost of the kid, basically found Slappy, and again, Slappy is a dummy that's possessed with this evil wizard, and this wizard's got his own his own wants stuff he wants okay. to do and he basically uses this kid to kind of get what he wants okay. uh but then he dies and so now he's kind of like doing his own thing but then he kind of can it, it's all it's honestly gets pretty convoluted <laughs> for a goosebump story but um 
That yeah, was it wasn't based on any of the novels. I think that's maybe where it went awry, right? You've got yeah, it was source material. It was mostly a name under, only. You yeah, had kind of like, I don't know if you ever read a com a comic book, which was one of my favorites called The Preacher. They've done a couple, like they did a movie, and they've done a couple shows, and they're okay. But it's like you've got the entire you've got the entire series storyboarded in the comics just shoot that well that's the problem with this show too is they had uh episodes titled like you can't scare me so yeah. you think the mud monster would be there and he's no not welcome to you know Welcome to Horrorland is the last episode title. No Horrorland. There's no Horrorland, no horrors, nothing. It's There's one it's called like, Give Yourself Goosebumps. Like, uh, There's nothing like, from the, the Give Yourself Goosebumps. Like, like the first episode was called Say Cheese and Die. And you in a 45-minute episode, you get 15 minutes with the camera at the end of it. And yeah. it never comes back. It, it, it really never plays none into anything things, none, nothing from the first four episodes ironically the best episode one of the best episodes is actually based off what in is in my opinion one of the worst books <laughs> go eat worms yeah. is actually one of the best episodes of the show yeah, that's funny. ironically but um yeah. but yeah that was the general consensus it's basically goosebumps in name only it's yeah. not like the 90s show where it was an adaptation of individual books it was just kind of Hey, remember Goosebumps? Well, we're gonna take yeah. things from that and kind of make our own thing, and didn't really work. So nope. yeah, but um, Very yeah, but uh, uh, anyway, the only general consensus for us was we all liked Slappy. We liked the, <laughs> we thought we thought the look of him was good. We thought the voice actor was good. Uh, but really, that was, that was about it as far as the show goes. I mean, Justin Long did a fantastic job though too, and Rachel Harris with their yeah. characters, but. I thought the actors is your, is your t-shirt from Fright Rags? It is. Yeah, yeah. Ben is a good friend, and he they do great. Great shirts. I love their Goosebumps line. And mine is from uh, Creepy Co. I keep at least a few times nice a year. Too. I reach out and I'm like, hey, are you going to get Goosebumps back? And he's like, we would like to. Um, I'm not really sure why they don't. Uh, actually, I found out Cavity. Yeah, I, I think because, well, the minimum guarantees are pretty high. So you, he's got, you know, you got to make sure that what you have will cover. Yeah, that's cool. What you have will cover, you know, their that minimum guarantee. Yeah, because I mean, and like I think, when I posted uh, an old advertisement of theirs on my Instagram, just saying, do you remember when Fright Rags had these? People like blew my Instagram. That's probably the highest liked and commented one because they all thought it was coming back. Yeah, you should yeah, share that with them. Blew me up. Um, yeah, and I was like, cursed at saying this is not new. I mean, these are, it's an old yeah. ad. I was like, you just remember when they had these. This is a Fright Rag shirt. It's from My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's an awesome movie. <laughs> well, anyway. Say, the most, see, you know, I, most exciting see, I'm thing. I'm as big of a fan of My Bloody Valentine. I'm actually, and I think we talked about this too at one point, Chris, but I actually really like the movie Valentine. And I really like the mask, the cherub mask. Yeah, the Cupid. Yeah. Yeah. I almost watched it last night with my wife, but we're we'll, we're going to watch it this weekend because yeah, I'm reconsidering bringing uh, doing that for sure. Personally, uh, I think the remake of My Bloody Valentine is actually uh, pretty one of the horror remakes I actually personally enjoy. Uh, Especially if you can see it in 3D. Yes, it actually yeah. is a pretty good movie. I, I, it is a good I movie that on, does 3D. 
I have it on 3D with native glasses, so it's native 3D, and it's yeah, it's great. It's ridiculous. That's why it's so much fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the 3D is like completely, you know, blatant, right? Like we're throwing things at the camera, like Friday, th like I still yeah. play the best 3D horror movies ever. You know, Friday Thirteenth Part Three in 3D. It was so gimmicky. It was great. Mm -hmm with the 3D effects and they finally came out with that in native 3D and um, I always liked Jaws 3 in 3D mm -hmm. because it was so gimmicky <laughs> and you know with yeah. like he attacks the, the dude arm. and the, and the arm true. is right in your face yeah, <laughs> no, well it's the, the one that everyone likes to pull up is when the shark comes through the glass and it's just like yeah, yeah, no, it's spectacular. I mean, it's oh. totally cheesy and lame, but it's so gimmicky on 3D. It's really fun. It is a fun oh, movie. And I love Dennis Quaid. I love Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and anyway, like, um, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, oh, I was going to say, and like... I, the guy from Officer and a Gentleman was in it too. He he ran the park. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Is that Lewis Gossett Jr. Or is that was that? I his think name? so. Lewis I Gossett think that's Jr. his name. I'll have to yeah. check. But uh, no, I I mean that's everybody talks about like Jaws three is so bad. I'm like, but I like it. It's, it's not good. it's not a good movie, but it's a fun it's, movie. If you see it in 3D, it's good. If you don't <laughs> see it in 3D, it's rough. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. You got to see a film in 3D in order for that it was to shot look in 3D. good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was saying it's meant to be seen in 3D. Yeah, even Amityville in 3D was ridiculous. But in 3D, it's really fun. Yeah. But like another example, like. A movie that had like it was only like the climax that was in 3D, but it looks terrible now. Is Freddy's Dead the final? Yeah, Nightmare. I was I was like, about to say, are you gonna bring up Freddy's Dead? The climax was in 3D, but no release <laughs> has ever done 3D except for I think there was the original DVD release from the original 90s box set, and there was a laser disc. Those are the only two times you actually got 3D physicals of Freddy's Dead. Were they native yeah. or were they red and blue glasses? They're red and blue, like they were. Uh, really yeah, yeah, red and blue. Was that. Watch that in red and blue. Yeah, even the actual reels are are that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the gimmick at the end of the movie put on? Yeah. 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 It was I think really? like I said, I think it was only that one scene with the little like I, some people who are not me call them sperm demons. <laughs> but uh yeah. Anyway, well uh before we continue with some more uh discussion with Chris and Sam, I want to remind you all that we are part of the Arate Media Podcast Network. If you guys like what we do here on the Goosebumps crew, be sure to go check out aratemedia.org. Not only are we there, but there's also a host of other podcasts hosted by a ton of other like-minded people like us. So please go support all those people. And uh, if you like us, obviously support us on YouTube, Spotify, and we are now also on Apple Podcasts. So go follow us wherever you can find podcasts. And uh, we are going to continue our Goosebumps discussion. Discussion, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Stevie Wicks Candle Company. It's a well-known fact that everyone loves a good-smelling candle every now and then. Stevie Wicks has you covered as they specialize in quality-made scented candles. 
Not only do they have a large array of scents to choose from, but because Stevewix candles are made from biodegradable soy-based wax, their candles burn slower and last longer. And if that wasn't enough, Stevewix not only sells single and three-wick candles, but they even sell jewelry, making Stevewix a great place to get gifts for someone you know, and their monthly subscription boxes make for a gift that keeps on giving all year long. If you're a fan of Goosebumps like we are, and are in the mood for some spooky-smelling scents, they also have a selection for those who dabble in the supernatural, including Dragon's Blood, Witch's Brew, and Candy Corn. And Goosebumps Crew listeners have access to a very special deal. If you sign up for Stevie Wicks' monthly subscription box and use promo code LISTENERBEWARE at checkout, not only will you get 10% off your first month, but Stevie Wicks will make sure your box is filled with Halloween-themed scents no matter the time of year. But wait, there's more! If you use promo code HAUNTED20 when purchasing your first subscription box, you'll get 20% off your first month. Or if you just want to snag something specific for yourself or a friend, you can use promo code SLAPPY10 to get 10% off any order. So what are you waiting for? Go to stevielix.com or click the link in the description to go snag yourself some quality made candles and snag some deals with our special Goosebumps promo codes. And of course, thanks to Stevie Wicks Candle Company for sponsoring this episode. And now, back to more Goosebumps. We did talk uh, about the the upcoming masks, which are based on the books and the figures and all that. Uh, but before that, when you guys first released uh, Goosebumps mask, you guys did uh, based on the TV show. Um, and those were also extremely accurate to the TV show because you had the Haunted Mask. And then you had, um, I believe, around the same time was the Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns one, which Nick has on display there. Um, and those are just incredible. They match what they look like in the TV mm. show. Um, what was it like getting to mask. make those? I'm sorry? Uh, oh, there what was, was the it? old man mask as well from Haunted Mask 2. Yep, yep. Yep, there was a slappy mask. So what was it like getting to make uh, those? Because those are different designs you're going off of the TV show instead of the books. Um, what were those like? Were you around then, Sam? For my time, yeah, really? for, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Alex sculpted all of those. Mm-hmm. So Alex sculpted the haunted mask and the haunted mask two, and then oh, Mark Anthony Mark did Anthony. the pumpkin. Mark <laughs> Anthony from Scary Closet. And, oh. and Sly- <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. He he did your puppet yeah. behind you. Yep. Yeah, and he also did that mask. Yep. And he also did um, the one I showed you earlier. Mm-hmm. And he also did, um, well, it wasn't Goosebumps. But it, well, no, he did the Goosebumps uh, puppet mask. So a, a, a lot of those, the slappy mask that was based on the TV show. Mm-hmm. So a lot Ooh. of that TV show inspired stuff really came because um, Mark Anthony did replicas of those puppets and I saw them and said, wow, those are really cool. I'd love to, you know, put out kind of like a full foam wire posable version and higher end versions. And he says, well, you know, while I, I have the head, so we could also do it as a mask. So that's really how those came to be. Mm-hmm. Was really inspired by Mark Anthony. Well, and that, that so, slappy prop... I saw the slappy prop in your 2023 catalog and I've had a lot of people like 
in the community ask about it too, but like it never uh, came out for pre-order or anything again when you guys started launching Goosebumps again. So was there, is this just a thing where like you guys can't do something with the TV show anymore because of the Disney Plus show? Well, no, yes and no. They wanted us to delay. Yeah, they wanted us to delay anything from the old show because they wanted to put an. They wanted in the public's in mind to to be more focused on the new show, but they're but that you know I think was limited only for a short period of time. But. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna resubmit those, and we will probably be able to get momentum on re-releasing them. And I but remember it was uh, just a, was just an on hold because you know they wanted the you know and the, the be more focused on the new show. The new twenty twenty three. That's where that was going after you explained what happened with Sony and having to put the TV show on hold at the time as well during that that period so yeah so that that was just transitioning who was gonna license and then there was also a big push on the jack black movie mm -hmm. that, i mean that happens a lot right where they've got a new picture coming out so they want you know people to design to that and kind of put the other ones on hold for a little bit so that there's merch out in the marketplace when the show or movie debuts mm -hmm. yeah. yeah which is a shame that they, they kind of do that though because i see a lot of uh like when new movies come out or reboots of movies they'll put out like a collection set of the old movies to sell but it seems like I mean, it depends. yeah it depends if it's a reboot or and for the jack black i mean i think that was the first goosebumps mm -hmm. theatrical yep so they were really pushing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Actually, thought yeah, that movie was pretty good. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the first and one, yeah. actually, I we kind of the like, second. We actually only. kind of thought the second one was pretty good. A lot of people kind of crap on it, but I, we talked about it in a previous episode, and it, it's fine. I think people kind of crap on it because there's no, there's actually not much Jack Black in it. Uh, yeah. In number two, it people are like, "Well, it's a retread of the first one." It's like not entirely. In my opinion, some things yeah. it does better than the first one, but we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, one um, one mask I've had a lot of people talk to me about actually what they would love to have uh, done is Mr. Mortman's mask from the original TV series. That, that would be, be a pretty a cool, cool one. one. Do. Like it's, it's such an iconic, popular one. I've had a lot of people tell me how cool would it be to have like a replica Mr. Mortman mask, with popping eyeballs, and like, just like a like, half mask. Yeah, just yeah. the half mask. Like that would be sick. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. We will absolutely put it on the catch up Palooza list. Mm -hmm. also, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Going on hey, with I'm sure but... Sam's got a, quite a list over there. I like <laughs> seeing, seeing his excitement with Goosebumps stuff. I'm sure he's got a, a wish list in his head as well. No, there's. What, what are some things, uh, Sam? Because yeah. you're, you're awfully quiet over there. What are some things, Sam, <laughs> that you would like to hopefully see in the future for the Goosebumps line? I mean, I'm really excited about the new masks. That really kind of has made the big, uh, I think it's a huge leap. I mean, basically what it was was that Sony and Scholastic, they wanted us to focus on the original book series, you know, and that as a visual language. And that's kind of really what we want to do anyways. Um, the Because, you know, the shows are wonderful, the movies were good, but the books are the 
you know, I mean, that's that is where everybody has fallen in love with these things. And um, so figuring out how to translate that, you know, J Alex and I were discussing, like, how to do the, the horror again and, like, as a figure or, like, what would that look like and things like that. So we're kind of exploring a lot of different options. You know, we have, um, you know, a lot of different categories that we're still kind of feeling out. You know, we're doing uh, bags and wallets. So there will be, you're, it may be empty when you get it, but I mean, it's, you know, you'll have, you'll have a new wallet. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you could put, you, you could put all the money you're going to spend on goosebump stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, my, my yeah. current ones, whatever, whatever is left afterwards. <laughs> That's right. It, it probably will be empty then. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah. uh. I mean, it, it, uh, going off of that, um, you guys not only are making masks and figures, but you are making also, like, bags and uh, magnets and, and wrapping paper. And, uh, well, the magnets are really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's the, the book covers, like, uh, full-on replicas of the book covers on a magnet, and, like, those are just amazing. Ooh. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Bjorn's got the, the sealed <laughs> one, and so does Nick. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's funny, you just reminded me I had to follow up with uh, Sony regarding the purses. So yeah. I just sent them an email asking for uh, an update on, on where we are with that. You heard it here oh, first, yeah. folks. Oh, nice. <laughs> we're, we're doing, you know, we have uh, two pins and two air fresheners that also are in the catalog. Mm -hmm. We're doing probably some keychains. We're kind of just playing around, seeing what we can do. We'll probably do some, like, so I don't know if you guys saw any of the Ghostbuster stuff that we did this yes. year. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the cooler, one of the bigger, uh, kind of more impactful things that I felt that we had at the show were those, were the wall breakers. Wall breakers. Yes. Uh, and so nice. I want to explore doing some more with that kind of a product. Um, and, you know, of course, there could be some, some opportunities there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked about a lot of different types of product lines. Um, as far as on the collectible side, we have a lot of ideas. There's a lot of stuff that I, I don't want to say out loud just yet, but there is a lot of stuff that we're talking about. The um, the one I will mention is that we are working on a new Slappy doll, so it's going to be an actual ventriloquist dummy. Oh, cool! Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> so, and Alex has been working on that. So, in and, the, and one of the reasons I feel comfortable talking about that is because we're using the incredible sculpture that Alex has already made for the figure and for the mask. Like, you know, we can use that to develop a book accurate version. Oh, okay. That's that so was cool. gonna be yeah, my, my dream. <laughs> Which version? So, Amazing. Yeah, based on the book. Oh, Very cool. Yeah. So good. That was and, it, cool, it, to be honest. <laughs> and an actual okay. ventriloquist dummy, like, wow. I, yeah, we'll be ready. Is, uh, recently released Saw Billy Puppet. That was animatronic. And, uh, that thing's amazing. It's so cool. So it's incredible. I might as well quickly grab my Slappy. It's, it, Saw is one of my favorite horror franchises. I was day one to see saw x and i am anticipating saw 11 um but that billy yeah, puppet i'm very tempted to... yep they just screamed it yeah yep so i'm i'm very tempted to get that that billy puppet it's really cool 
and it's got um it's got tobin bell's actual voice oh that's really even cool. better <laughs> oh man yeah but i'm so excited for a book accurate slappy doll like mm, that's yeah. incredible there was but, a lot of rumor going around about one of those and i was like i'll be sure to ask uh see if they can answer anything about that because I was really hoping that that was true. Once again, uh, filling the dreams of all those 90s Goosebumps fans right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I actually want to talk a little bit about... Uh, with you about other stuff, Chris, when I meet you at conventions and stuff. Like, the first thing I always ask is about Goosebumps. So <laughs> it always excites me when what you're something working on now comes about and what you guys are working on. Uh, Listen, hi, buddy. That's cool. Yeah, oh, wow. that's, a, that's a really cool one. Yeah, did that's a good job. Way. My uh, my slappy. I have a. Uh, it's funny that I have that now because uh, when we before we hopped on, we were talking about the rarity of the slappy prop now. Um, because you yeah, you go online and people are selling them for like five hundred bucks. Uh, I was lucky enough to get mine when it was like two fifty. I think. Um, it was at the time it was the largest thing I ever paid for with my own money. So I felt really proud of myself upon arrival but i remember i got like the big box and uh i came home from school one day and i saw the big box and i opened it up and there he is and i'm just like this is amazing and i have it i have him propped up right there watching all over everything <laughs> people walk in my room they're like what the hell is that i'm like that's my the buddy slappy <laughs> the guy that makes this one is on instagram his name's caesar ramirez and he's Oh, he's fantastic. Like, he's actually building me a... Uh, he's trying to build me a more Night of the Living Dummy 2 accurate Slappy mm -hmm. because he looked very different in the second one to the third one. Um, so, yeah, he's working on that at the moment. But he, he just pumps them out like crazy. It's it's insane. And uh, I also want to talk really quick about... Uh, around the same time that the TV show mask came out, there was actually also some Vacuform masks. There was two. Uh, there was Slappy and the Haunted Mask. Uh, and Bjorn, you showed earlier the um, the box set that comes with the Vacuform mask and comes with, I believe it was the Fright Rags t-shirt? T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, so that was a pretty cool package to get your guys' mask and the Fright Rags shirt um, both together in a really cool looking package. Um, but those Vacuform masks are uh, were pretty neat and at the time they were the most book accurate. Uh, but now you have the vinyl ones, which look even more so. They're, they're still, they're in the new catalog, aren't they? Yep, they're still, yep. 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 They're still there. Yeah. Um, and they're they're pretty neat. I mean, for... I mean, they are pretty sweet for 12 bucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the Haunted Mask one looks really, really cool. And then, yeah, yeah I, I like the Slappy one right up there. Yeah, I like the Slappy one a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. They look really cool. But I just remember seeing those original that original line of mask and just being blown away and i was like i gotta have the haunted mask like that was the one i was gotta be like if i have to have any of them it's gotta be that one yeah but, that one looks more like the book cover for sure mm -hmm. so the question i have with uh the masks that are coming out like the slappy one in particular i see like you guys have glow in the dark features on some of the other masks are you guys planning on doing Slappy's eyes as glow in the dark, or is that going to be kind of like a maybe down the road scenario with like the puppet or anything else? No, I mean we were going to try to probably do some kind of glow in the dark element on those masks. I think that um, 
pearly is the one that lends himself the best to the kind of glow vinyl color. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ends up being kind of like an off-white, bonish, you know, kind of a little bit more green, but, uh, you know, that kind of family. Um, we were talking about doing that, and we were talking about doing the haunted mask as a glow mask. But we, I, I'm I'm a sucker for glow in the dark, so anything that I can make. So am I. That's why I had to ask. Absolutely. No, that'd be really cool if the the curly would have, like, the -the glow-in-the-dark white. Like, that would be pretty neat. Or even, like, make the hair glow-in-the-dark. I don't know. (laughs) That could be kind of (laughs) cool. Curly seems to be more like a black light kind of mask to me, almost. Like, just with these color features and stuff. I think we're really popping a black light. It's tricky with glow-in-the-dark because um, sometimes it doesn't translate as well when it's not glowing. Right, you know some of the, but but um, yeah, I agree with Sam. I think that uh, curly will work because of the bone color. We did that with the glow skull, uh, the night uh, Don Post nineteen sixty seven glow skull, uh, which was used in um, Halloween three. That does glow in the dark this year. That's in really fact, cool. we have all three of them glowing in the dark. That's awesome. Um, and believe it or not, the original skull and the witch were vinyl the only one that was latex was smiling jack the pumpkin mm-hmm. oh okay i didn't know yeah that. yeah, yeah i is, think i remember that was like the one of our finished new vinyl masks Ooh, toxic avenger that's cool Ooh. yeah that line is amazing as well especially the figures i love the packaging <laughs> but um but this is so this is this is what the finished one will look like but he's actually glow in the dark vinyl um Oh, nice! Yeah, that looks really good too. And here, I'll show you the the kind of plastic insert that these come with. It's just a clear, clear vacuum form. Vacuum form. Oh, that's amazing! I so love that. Helps hold the front shape of the neck, like the face, mm-hmm. so that it warp and transit mm-hmm. and like that. And so all the all the goosebumps ones will have that. That's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. I have a question for Sam because he's kind of the diehard Goosebumps fan. Are there any specific monsters that you would love to have in future masks or action figures based on the book covers? Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. The Mummy was really the one that I'm like the most excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I like I the Mud that. Monster. The mud the monster is so cool. The mask and the I figure. I always thought Creature Teacher would be a good one. That yeah, would yeah. be an amazing oh, mask. Some, yeah. 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 If you start I gotta, I, series 2000, Bjorn might lose his shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. And I, I also... series 2000, but... Yeah. Yeah, that one would be cool. Creature Teacher would be really cool. I what kind of... Like, dude, the, the, you don't see its face, so I don't know if we could how we would translate it, but I always liked the, that look of the curse of the Camp Cold Lake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a really uh, cool yeah. one, too. But you don't see the bottom, so I don't know how we would be able to... I mean, you could do like a, almost like a diorama kind of thing where it's like a like a base of water and you just have the head poking out of it with like some trees in the background or something. Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> could be interesting. Uh, I think uh, it'd be pretty cool to have like a... Yeah, the water could sit on the shoulders. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. The, the figure that Alex and I were trying to figure out a way to do was the Ghost Beach. Oh, that'd be really. That'd cool. be awesome. One of my I mean, that is a great one. one with like a hooded 
Spectre, but um, you know we were trying to figure out how we could make that possibly. I would love to see like either the Lord High Executioner. He would be really cool for my entire tower, or like the creep from one of the creeps from Calling All Creeps. Like I would love those. <laughs> Bjorn would really like I the Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> I need him. I need him. Yeah. Nah, there's, I mean, again, like, being able to do, like, the Tim Jacobus <laughs> art leads to so many possibilities, so yeah. hopefully we can see more. Uh, I'd be remiss if, and this Ooh. is not Goosebumps, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I love the Scooby-Doo masks. Well, because names. I'm a diehard... We're just talking about those today. <laughs> I'm a diehard Scooby-Doo fan. I just saw that you guys have the Witch Doctor, uh, that mask, and that looks uh, it's incredible. Great. It's my favorite. Yeah, the Tiki Towel. Yeah, Manu Tiki Tia, I think they called it in the uh, episode. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then you have uh, the Creeper and the Zombie. And uh, I do have the Frankenstein monster one. It's in my closet. I can't get it right now, yeah, but I do have cool. that. Yeah, I have. No, I, like I the love the werewolf those. one a lot too. Mm -hmm. The well, purple one. The great thing <laughs> is because you you're translating them from the cartoon, but they also like have that aspect of realism to them. So it's like like what they would look like if they actually like were in real life, and they just oh so good. I actually yeah, was tempted to go as the creeper used. one year. For Scooby Doo stuff, I would love to see like you guys translate some of the monsters from like Mystery Incorporated, like that show. Some of those monster designs are awesome, and I would love to see masks of those. Yeah, I love that show so much. That was that <laughs> it's was a great show. It's or even uh, some of the movies, like uh, like Zombie, uh, Island. Zombie Island or something like that, or the aliens like, from Alien Invaders. Yeah, or like the Werecats or the zombies from Zombie Island, or yeah. No, I just I needed to mention the because possibilities of Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, you got oh, yeah. you got over fifty years worth of content there. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. But um, no, I just I needed to mention that because I mean, again, I remember when the Scooby Doo line came out, and I was just like, yes, I love Scooby Doo. So um, yeah, no. we want everybody. Focus. Other companies always focused on the gang, and we always wanted to do the villains, so. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the villains, I mean, the villains are people in masks, so it's like, yeah. why not be the person in the mask, you know? Like, it just, it was it was always a mystery, huh? A, a mystery to me why they, uh, why, yeah, why they did focus on just the Scooby gang and not any of the monsters, but, um, Well, no. probably thinking, you know, the kids would want to dress up as them, but what I found is a, a lot of the kids dress up as the gang and the parents dress up as the villains oh that's a, i've seen it a that lot that is Just a pretty cool <laughs> dynamic yeah yeah absolutely but so, um, on the top of, of mask like what like i know with the um, like the tv show version of the haunted mask it ran a little small for a lot of people uh, in terms of fit so with the vinyl masks like what what kind of like I guess head circumference would that typically fit like is it going to be 24 inch maybe or 23 do you guys have like a yeah definitely larger than the other haunted mask <laughs> i will say the I, back when i first got it it was a little easier to put on but now i tried putting on that mask and i was like uh it's feeling a little tight <laughs> it's meant to be that's the it whole is. point yeah it's Absolutely. hard it's supposed to be hard to take off yeah it was supposed to <laughs> yeah. be tight yeah. Yeah, because I remember um, 
just just this past Halloween in my local Spirit Halloween, I went there and I actually found the TV show Haunted Mask on display. So it was really cool, to, like be able to see that. Oh, the latex version, yeah, they stuff. carry like, that. Yeah. They carried it, and the, I think they're going to carry it again this year too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah, it's nice to see more Trick or Treat Studio stuff in Spirit because Spirit, obviously, they're known for, for like kind of the cheap boys stuff of, of costuming and masks and stuff, but see actually like quality stuff in there and it's always the first stuff i mean they order a ton of our stuff the problem is is that it usually is gone in the first week Mm -hmm. yeah yeah by the time i get to spirit halloween because they never have any at least from what i hear they never have any like drop dates of like this is when this spirit halloween opens so by the time i find out that a spirit halloween is open and i get there most of the trick-or-treat studio stuff is gone (laughs) Well, they're starting really early now. Now they're starting, you know, late to mid-August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the, the you know, the, I guess what I would call them, like, their, their like, super stores are the ones that they run. Ah, the Christmas it's effect. franchise mob. So they're all, they're all, they're all franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like flagship stores in, in every state. That's what I meant, flagship. Thing. Yeah, There's but I'll find like the Michael Myers masks in there too, and they'll be there next to like the spirit ones, and you can tell the 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 judge the the jump in mm-hmm. quality. Yeah, but um, eh, I don't know. Sometimes spirit will have a good mask here and there, but they're very far in between. <laughs> but um. No, I guess I'll uh, to close things to close things out. Uh, just say that we love your guys' work and seriously well, keep keep it up. Like we are super ecstatic to see not only future Goosebumps stuff, but just anything that comes from you guys and uh, just keep it up. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, that's what we do it for 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 people who are really like and are passionate and and cool fans. So. Absolutely. And I think that's you. one thing that's successful with you guys too is you you do it because you're fans yourselves. True. So it's it's not like to throw the Disney Plus show back out there. Who people who wrote that you can tell were not fans <laughs> of Goosebumps. They were just writers who might have got excerpts from certain books and said, "Oh, we'll take this out of there. That's cool." But nothing else. Yeah. You guys though, everything you guys touch is because you're fans. Yep. So yeah. Well, Justin, Sam, and I always like to say that we wouldn't ship anything that we wouldn't want in our own collection. So uh, it's still stick to that. Yep. Well, yeah. What you guys have done for the community, for the Goosebumps community, like we're forever grateful. Honestly, like we've been waiting for this for such a long time, and yeah, finally <laughs> well, it's happened. It's our, so. our pleasure, and we absolutely appreciate the love and support. Yep, and we appreciate you joining us tonight uh, for this episode of Goosebumps Crew. Um, if you guys want to follow with Trick or Treat Studios, of course you can. Uh, you can go to trickortreatstudios.com. Uh, they're also available on Instagram and Twitter, so you can go follow their accounts on there. That's where you guys usually uh, post some previews and some clips from uh, the conventions and the trade shows you guys go to. So if you guys want to check out what Trick or Treat Studios is up to, go follow them over there. And uh, Chris, Sam, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight and talking with us. 
Yeah, cool, brother. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. You Thank you. And uh, right. of course, follow all of my Goosebumps cohorts as usual. Bjorn Pan with Goosebumps Oxy Fan, Nick Shaw Shawin, Micah, the ultimate Goosebumps man. And of course, give us a sub over here at the Goosebumps channel if you want to keep up with future episodes of the Goosebumps Group podcast and other Goosebumps videos. Next week, we have a real special treat for you because not only are we going to be looking back on another Goosebumps episode, Attack of the Mutant, but we're going to have the Mask Mutant himself, Scott Wickware, joining us to talk a little bit about that episode so you guys are going to want to give us a sub and tune in for that episode next week but until then for all of us here at the goosebumps crew podcast i want to wish you all to have a very scary day